I'll say this as a lifelong Philadelphia 76ers fan. I <laughs> my, this is my favorite bit of yours on Twitter. Every team, when you want them to do something you don't want the Lakers to do, you say you've been a lifelong fan of insert team X. Uh, as a as a fan of the Philadelphia 76ers no, 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 since no, no, no. my birth. No, do it birth. right. No, do it right. Lifelong. No, well, no. I, no as no, a since fan birth since... Right. No, lifelong. Lifelong. Since, I, I'm saying since my birth in 1986. I know, but it sounds better when you do lifelong. All right. Since a lifelong and just, I bleed red, white, and blue. Uh, Wait a second. <laughs> you go to a lot of Delaware blue coats, I think it is, games. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, ever since I, I did actually in high school own multiple pairs of Iverson shoes, but that's because he was an incredible, the, the answers, the Reebok. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I, yep. I loved all of them. I think I had yep. like four pairs of them. Um, so like as, as somebody who just, it just die hard, lifelong Philadelphia 76ers Huge. fan, yep. uh, I, there is nobody I trust more to help with the difficult decisions that they have ahead of them with James Harden, then Doc Rivers, then Glenn, Dr. Glenn Rivers. I don't know his middle name. You're a big, big fan of discovering <laughs> TJ McConnell and Robert Covington during the process. Mm-hmm. You're just a huge fan. You, yeah. All that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I have a, a Sam Hinkie shirt. The, those Sam Hinkie posters that were like the Obama hope posters. Like mm-hmm. the, the hinky hope posters. I, I have yep. all of that stuff. It's You're, just, uh, it's just off camera. You can't see you, you, you completely support Andre Iguodala one time all-star Andre Iguodala finals MVP, Andre Iguodala, but not for your team. Yeah. I totally think that he should have won that finals MVP hall yeah. of famer, Andre Iguodala. <laughs> you're, you're just in. Um, all right. You have an Eric, you have an Eric snow poster <laughs> hanging up in your room. Uh, all right. So, all right. Daryl Morey quote, we're excited about what we can build from here. We're going to figure this out, but we feel like there's a lot to build on says that's on him, Elton brand and doc rivers to figure out. Let's go. As for me, a lifelong 76ers fan, I'm very excited that <laughs> doc rivers you is in pro on- <laughs> that triumvirate of figuring it out. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's, let's segue over to, and, and by the way, we'll come back to those quotes as they, as they come in, um, Mm -hmm. from, from that exit interview. But, uh, I want to segue over here to Kyrie Irving and Nike, who is not committing to him and a, a, you know, beyond this up, I think he has a contract that runs through the end of this year with signature. I think it's next season. Yeah. It runs through the end of next season. Yeah. Um, where he has a signature shoe deal with Nike, and they are not committing to Kyrie Irving beyond that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kyrie Irving has made a very popular shoe um, over the years. He makes a very comfortable shoe, which, like, for me, as as somebody who enjoys shoes, um, I've not always enjoyed Kyrie, but I've bought Kyrie shoes anyway because I find them very comfortable. Uh, I find this really interesting that Nike is not willing to commit to him, uh, we saw from Kiwi, from from Sean, uh, Sean, Sean Marks. Mark. Thank you. Uh, um, let's go back. Another another wonderful California Golden Bear, Kiwi. Yeah. So he uh, he was not willing to necessarily commit to Kyrie, saying that he wants players that are committed and will be around every day in the Brooklyn Nets uh, organization. Right. Um, Kyrie called himself a martyr, which Kyrie, you can't be a martyr if you're able to literally call yourself a martyr. Most martyrs, all martyrs are dead. 
Um, and, and then, you know, I just, I voice for the voiceless. Yeah. Yeah. I look regardless of how you, cause I, I, I am one who, uh, understands some of the hypocrisies that existed with those, uh, vaccine mandates that Mm -hmm. it was super weird that opposing players could play in the, the, in, in the Brooklyn Nets arena, but a home player couldn't. Um, I understand if you were frustrated with the situation, why you would have been frustrated with the situation. I am also, by the way, completely understanding and mostly hold the belief of just get the damn shot and we can all move forward as a society. So like both of those things, parts of both of those things can be true. Yes. Um, I also find it incredibly selfish of Kyrie and every other athlete who hurt their team by not getting the vaccine. I'm a Vikings fan. And, uh, at uh, various points of last season, they didn't Kirk have Cousins. Dalvin cook. They didn't have Kirk cousins. Didn't they Kirk didn't... cousins say he was like going to do stuff in a, like a plexiglass. He's a like moron. Pot. Yeah. Speaking of guys who I wish would have been traded as lifelong Vikings fans anyway, but, but so, but like I, 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 uh, Adam Thielen also missed time because uh, of, of his stance on, right. on vaccines. It was the bills, so, the bills receiver. Uh, Cole Beasley. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, but like, again, I, I, from a sheer competitive standpoint, those guys and the decisions that they made were selfish in that it hurt their teams from a competitive standpoint. Yes. And, and I completely understand where Sean Marks is coming from. Yes. If he's saying, I want players who were committed, actually committed to what we're trying to build here. And I completely understand Nike's perspective where as a brand, they have built like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, like they have built this brand on winners, on people who are will- willing to do whatever it took to compete and win in their respective sports, especially in basketball. And if Kyrie is not willing to do that, he isn't maintaining Nike's, the, the brand that Nike has tried to build. So I also understand where Nike is coming from here. I just find the, I find the timing of all of this super interesting and if it's enough to either get Kyrie to wake up or if it's going to push Kyrie out the door of, of, of the NBA, which wouldn't surprise me all that much. Yeah, I agree that it, this all of this is... Um, Daryl Morey Darryl says Morgan. Doc Rivers will be back next season as a lifelong 76ers fan. Let's go! Woo! <laughs> uh, that's <funny. laughs> Um yeah, God damn, I, I'm gonna pour myself another cocktail for that one. I think uh, well, I'm drinking Hennessy and it is delicious mm-hmm. as it relates to Doc Rivers. I am drinking Hennessy and it is delicious. Um, yeah, I think I, I agree that this is fascinating because I mean, Kyrie's a f- wonderful, fantastic basketball player. Um, one of my favorite basketball players to watch play, like legitimately. He and there are things that so for some for some for some players and Kyrie is is right towards the top of this list. Um the like the three most popular players in the NBA as it relates to this kind of thing are the the two most popular players in the NBA are LeBron and Steph. Mm-hmm. The three most popular players as it relates to shoes are LeBron, Steph and Kyrie also. But the two most popular players with kids 
tend to be or seem to be Steph and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Steph is one of the best, whatever. that You could make an argument he was the best player in the world at some points. But he is like consistently one of the one, two, three, four, five best players in the world. Kyrie is fantastic, but has never reached that level. So his popularity, especially with kids who are what Nike is going after or what shoe companies, not just Nike, but shoe companies and the NBA like are, want, want to popularize his popularity probably exceeds his status in, in the NBA the most. Yeah. Kyrie has been insanely popular with kids for forever. Part of it, like I mean, like Steph, part of it is it's more relatable, right? Because Kyrie and Steph are both small guys. The handles are really popular. Um, the shooting is really popular, right? You can imagine yourself. Be, you can't be Kyrie or Steph, but kids can imagine them. Uh, all right, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it how it like the actual way. Yeah. White kids from the middle of the country can see themselves being Steph or Kyrie. Yeah, they'll they never, they'll never LeBron. have the athleticism that LeBron, you're not gonna Giannis, be, those guys have. Right, yeah. You're not going to be a six eight. You're not going to be right. Like, LeBron but you can be eight, skilled. You can, can, you can convince right. yourself that you might develop you can those work, skills. You can work on your handle uh-huh. and your shooting, and the you cannot turn yourself into Steph or Kyrie. But the idea, the fantasy that you can turn yourself into Steph or Kyrie is there in ways that it is not for LeBron. It is not for Giannis. It is not for Embiid. It is not right. Those those guys are like physical freaks of nature that and this is not to diminish the work that they have put in, but they have a starting place because of winning the genetic lottery in ways that Steph and Kyrie did not. So white kids from wherever can see themselves much more easily as Steph or Kyrie. So Kyrie is the guy whose popularity specifically amongst kids and the shoe buying public that has so far exceeded his status in the league. And Kyrie at times has been a top 15 or 20 player, but he is consistently a top two or three person in that regard. And this is, you mentioned Sean Marks and this, I think is very much, Nike saying the same thing as Sean Marks is saying, although Nike is saying it more obviously because Sean Marks has to be a little bit more vague about it. Mm -hmm. We think that Kyrie is unreliable. Yeah. And if he is going to be unreliable, we are not, we have to have questions about building our team or slash from Nike's perspective, building our brand around him. And even if this vaccine mandate stuff goes away and Kyrie, Kyrie has shown himself to be unreliable as it relates to availability for his basketball team way more than just the vaccine stuff. So even if the vaccine stuff is not a question anymore, I think it is fair for Nike. And frankly, I think it's fair for the Nets also to say, yeah, like, will he find some other excuse not to be around? Well, he, he, Last season, yeah. he disappeared, right? And like the Nets and Steve Nash is up, up there having to answer questions like, what's up with Kyrie? And Steve Nash is going, I don't know where the dude is. I haven't talked to him. I don't know. Like, So I think it is very fair for Nike to ask the questions. Like if this dude is going to be unreliable, 
and not show up to play as many basketball games as he is physically able to, like, why do we want to do this? Yeah, right. I, I think, yeah, the reliability is the best way to put it. And the predictability is the best way to put it. Like you, you yeah. sign somebody, you commit to somebody based on their predictability. The, 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 um, you know, for, for, I, Kevin Durant is probably Kyrie's closest friend in, in the NBA right it, now. From the outside, it appears that they're very close. I, I don't know anything about their relationship mm-hmm. specifically, but we have enough evidence. Based on what we can, yeah. 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 Based on what we can glean, he seems like he's, you know, one of, if not Kyrie's best friends in the NBA. And even he seemed frustrated at times with how, with Kyrie's unprofessionalism. And again, whether it's, whether it's, it's the vaccine, whether it was like back, remember back in the bubble, he was not only saying that he wasn't going to participate in the bubble or would never participate in the bubble, but was also trying to convince everybody to sit out the bubble. Right. Um, like, look, I have unlimited. And by the way, people. Kyrie, let, let's be let's be fair though. Kyrie does a lot of he good does thing. he yeah. does a lot of great work. Yeah, yeah. Okay. he does. I look. I don't want to completely demonize this guy, but like the the point of the conversation here is like. It's interesting to see so many without crime, like no crime is is involved here. And so many invested parties in Kyrie are just getting out of the Kyrie business. And and I think um, the lesson here is that like you, you can be immensely talented, which he is. You can be a literal champion, which he is. You can be pop like insanely popular, too, which like, by the way, Nike pulling out of the, the Kyrie business that I could totally see New Balance being interested in 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 um, or some other entity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Under Armour, right? Um, who, I whoever? Think, I, don't like, think, I don't think I don't think Steph having that. But go go on. <laughs> that would be funny to see those two under <laughs> yeah, the same. I don't same think Steph level. having that. But go ahead. <laughs> but keep cooking. He'll make one dollar less than Steph. Um, but like, uh, I I I just I find this whole Kyrie subject fascinating because. For so long, basically, in sports, we have been told, like, if if you are talented, and by the way, like, it still remains the case, as evidenced by the fact that Deshaun Watson is the highest paid player in the, in the NFL. Like, if you are immensely talented, companies, teams, brands will overlook a whole bunch yeah, of shit. 78 extra chances that other people would not get. Yeah, right. But it's it's wild to see somebody Kyrie's age and as talented as Kyrie reach that breaking point here in these couple respects where people are, despite the talent, are still saying, you know what, man? I don't know. You have to so, prove it to us first. You know what's so interesting about this is it is similar to his teammate Ben Simmons situation. Like the circumstances are not similar. But it is similar in the way that, at least from my perspective, and again, I say this all the time, I believe Ben Simmons and I am respectful of whatever mental health stuff he has going on. And I think we need to take the man at his word. I also suffer from mental health challenges. And in a hyper-competitive world as the NBA is, I have nothing but respect for Ben Simmons' Uh coming to the forefront and saying I'm struggling. Right. I think that's mm-hmm. very important. Well, and he so hasn't it's come to, to the forefront. I want him to come to the he, forefront. Uh, he's, he personally hasn't, but yeah, he is. Yes. His representation has said that yeah. he is struggling. 
so I, I get all that and I am very respect of respect respecting of all of those yeah all of that but the way in which it's similar in my opinion to the Kyrie situation is at some point as it relates to Nike or whoever else your business partners you are as it relates to your team and, and your partners in that your teammates and your organization at some point you got to you got to hoop right? at some point. Yeah. Like you just got to hoop. You got to play. You have to be available to your team. I'm, and, I'm blanking on who said it originally. Right. But you still got to do the main thing. You well, see, yeah. You, keep Pat Riley. Keep the main thing. The main thing. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's Pat it. Riley. Yeah. yeah you, the, the, the main thing for for Kyrie is basketball. The thing that made him Kyrie Irving in the first place was his ability to do spectacular things on a basketball court. And at some point, he for he seems to have forgotten that, and until he and goes this back, this is even like this isn't right. Like people call AD right, like the best close. availability. The best ability is availability, right? Mm -hmm. He gets hurt, right? Yeah. Like so, whatever parts of your availability are in your control, Ben Simmons, he, right? He has the back thing also, but like whatever parts of it are in your control. Kyrie Ben's like you have to control those things and he chose and it's an okay choice for him to make he's he's a grown man and he yeah. can believe whatever he wants to believe but his choice made him unavailable to his team yep yeah you gotta like at some point you gotta hoop right like if 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 Kyrie was hurt and could you know could play 30 games or however many games Kyrie ended up playing if he could only play those games if he got hurt and couldn't play, Nike would not be having this conversation. Yeah. It's because he is choosing. Yeah. And it is his choice. And I respect the man's choice to do whatever you choose. Yeah. Get the vaccine. I also respect the vaccine. But it. I also respect Nike and Sean Marks' decision to distance I, himself from somebody who doesn't want to be there. Who is choosing to be unavailable. Yeah. I, 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 I agree completely. All right, uh, last thing here before we get up out of here, the weekend promises to be a very exciting one in the NBA. It kicks off tonight with uh, the Bucks and Celtics playing their game six. Mm -hmm. uh, it uh, follows that up with the Dubs and Grizz playing their game six. Mm -hmm. And then uh, over the weekend, we get Mavs Suns game seven. Uh, just uh, this is my favorite time of the year. Like you just have... I just listed, you know, maybe, I mean, it's a, it's a handful of the best teams in the NBA. They're all playing uh, games with giant stakes uh, attached to them. It is, it is, I, I, it is the, the three teams that can win the NBA finals are all playing in closeout games tonight. Yeah. I, there were only I'm, three teams. I'm more curious can. about Miami than I thought I would be over the course of the playoffs, but they also probably played a very fraudulent Philadelphia Miami, team. Miami so isn't Miami winning nothing. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I, I, all right, let's start with the first one that we're going to see tonight. And by the way, I, we'll see about a pressure cooker tonight. We'll see. I, if the Celtics are losing, we're doing a pressure cooker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, with, I'm with it, brother. All right. Uh, but Bucks Celtics. Are we are we gonna do a pressure cooker even if 
if the Celtics are getting cooked. Oh, yes. <laughs> right, like a pressure cooker. It ain't no pressure, but the Celtics are cooked, so let's do it. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, so we'll do... Uh, but... We head to the fourth quarter. It is Bucks 102, <laughs> Celtics, Celtics 79. <laughs> we are here in the cooker. <laughs> right. yeah. Ain't no pressure, but they're getting cooked. Um, so the Bucks and Celtics tonight, how do you think that plays out? Do you think the Bucks take care of business and don't let it get back to Boston for a game seven? I do. I do too. Um, I do. Um, <laughs> you and I, because of our, our, uh, allegiances. Yes. Allegiances are both rooting against the Celtics, but I have also said for before the playoffs started, um, that I thought the finals was, uh, going to be warriors bucks. So I also, and I, and I think it is, not an absolute. There's nothing in this world that's absolute. But I think I think the winner of Bucks Celtics wins the East. Um, I don't think Miami has anything for either one of them. So part of it is I want to be right. Part of it is <laughs> yeah, yeah. But part of it is I don't want the Celtics going <laughs> going farther. I don't want them going to going to uh, uh, the finals. But. I also think that, and by the way, something to work, something to pay attention to is Giannis without the creation of Middleton mm -hmm. is carrying such a heavy offensive load that he, yeah, he is, needs he looks, game. he looks cooked at the yeah. end of these games. Um, so that's something to pay attention to, but I think not having time Lord has mattered a lot for the Celtics and, um, I think the Bucks. I think I you can't fake desperate, and as we will talk a little bit later about the Warriors and and in Memphis, and I think that's what you're seeing in that series. So, I think that the Celtics are going to come out desperate, and you can't fake that. But I think the Bucks are going to have the requisite level of desperation because they don't want to go back to Boston. Yeah. Uh, so I think that. I do. I, I think I think it's going to be like tight. I think it's going to be hard fought. It's one of the most physical series I've seen maybe ever, especially I mean, certainly since, you know, whatever the those Knicks and, and heat rock fights in the 90s that finished mm -hmm. like 72, 68. And I just think this is where this is where you lean on Giannis. And this is where the Giannis of I finally summited that mountain and won a title and you guys haven't and don't know what it takes to get there. I think this is where we see that. And in a low scoring, hard fought game, I think, I think the Bucks close them out. Yeah. I think Giannis is too good at this point to lose a game six at home, a closeout game at home. Uh, I, I think it's a much more closely matched series than I thought it would be, um, which is, a, you know, begrudging respect to Boston and what they've built this year. Um, I think even if Robert Williams can go, he's not going to be a hundred percent. So if he isn't able to go, that hurts. And if he's not a hundred percent, that, that also it stings. And, uh, and it, it just comes down to Giannis is the best player in the world right now. And I, I trust, I trust that dude in a closeout game at home with the stakes of going back to, to Boston specifically. Cause you just, 
It, it's like that winning time scene. Yeah, man. the like, leprechaun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird, weird shit happens in that building, man. And yeah. if you don't, if you can avoid going there for a game seven, you need to avoid it at all costs. Yeah. Uh, so I, I like, I used to say, and I maybe have said it on this show, um, that I thought LeBron was the best player in the world, and but Steph Curry was the boogeyman. He was the dude that like even other yeah. NBA superstars were afraid of that just like, and I think at this point, well, Giannis is the best player in the world. I agree with you, yeah, I but think Giannis, Giannis might also, now. he might also be the boogeyman now. Yeah. I think Steph Curry is still a boogeyman, right? But Giannis may be the boogeyman in addition to being the best player in the world. He yeah. terrifies people and like rightfully so. He's also gotten a pretty good whistle this series. Yeah. Gian, Giannis is out there like playing Trucking. like fullback <laughs> a lot of times. So he has the truck stick like just perpetually pushed I, actually, forward. I haven't seen not that not that the NBA would would uh, be interested in such things, but I they're out there. But I I think it is Scott Foster. I haven't seen the ref assignments. I'll, I Scott think it Foster is, Scott. is in is in game yeah. six here. Yeah. So I think it is going to nervous. be interesting to see early on what kind of tone is set for what is allowable and what is not yeah. um, in this game. Because if, if LeBron, uh, LeBron, if Giannis is allowed to basically just put his shoulder into everybody's chest and dunk everything when he tries to go to the basket and either gets the call or more importantly, doesn't get called for offensive fouls, then the Celtics are in trouble. But I think it should be interesting to see what, how, game six is officiated because if Giannis gets the whistle like he's gotten in this series I did like that's why he's the boogie he's the best player without it but that's the thing that makes him the boogeyman like yeah there's no way to guard him if he's getting a favorable no, there's nothing no. at all you can he's, do he's Shaq with a handle like, yeah. no, like no <laughs> yeah he's gonna right. bowl you over he's getting to the rim he's dunking everything no you have no chance how confident are you in your Warriors here in game six the team that I uh your warriors yeah that i'm covering for the uh -huh. silver screen uh, -huh. <laughs> uh very very me too i when they were when draymond started dancing to to whoop, whoop that, that trick, trick yeah, and uh -huh. and when steph was sitting there smiling uh i said oh my god they're gonna kill him <laughs> yeah i, I, I think they're so. gonna i think they're gonna kill Memphis there is and, some pause though because you expect a playoff staff championship or... championship DNA, right? Like the championship DNA is recognizing the moment and taking things seriously and stepping on somebody's throat when you can. So yeah. I thought the Warriors were going to win pretty easily in game five. And they looked like they couldn't be bothered at all. And again, you can't fake desperate, but I think going home and shout 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 out Joe Lake of getting whatever 10 million for another home game I, yeah like is it, did he want to win game five probably is he like miserable he's getting another home game maybe not um i think kind of like similar to the bucks um the fact that it's that it got to three two and you don't want to have to go back on the road i think i don't think the warriors will be as desperate as memphis because again you can't fake desperate but I think the Warriors will be desperate enough that they'll look like they care. Clean yeah. up some of the turnovers. The, the Warriors are turnover prone. 
and Memphis generated the most turnovers in the NBA. And the Warriors, it's it's their one of their bad habits. But I suspect they're not gonna just act like they don't care at all. And I have virus and threat protection. If you would like to know that, we need to update that. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that I think look, the Warriors are just the Warriors are better than Memphis with Jaw, but without Jaw, it's not close. The Gary Payton being out obviously is a thing. Otto Porter not maybe not being available is a is a problem for the Warriors. Andre Iguodala not being available is a problem for the Warriors. But if the Warriors care, they're going to win. So I think that you're going to see a Warriors team that cares enough that they should win pretty easily. Yeah, I, I, I think the Warriors know that whether they play Dallas or Phoenix, which I think they're going to be playing Phoenix, I think they know. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh no! Oh no! I agree. I agree with you going in, but I don't know. Well, but like Chris Paul it, has been an abomination for like a week and a half now. I I, just, I don't know why people are surprised. Right, but that the no, that's the point, right? Like yeah. as as the playoffs and then as series and the playoffs in general. As he stops on, getting those stupid cheap ass calls, well, but it's also yeah. he wear he wears down, and yeah. he has looked old and worn down yeah did you see did you see pat bev on uh on, was it this morning or i think it was yesterday i, miss it? I know i must have missed it pat bev was on espn and and uh uh perk was talking about like mm, i don't know it, it, he basically pat bev said the warriors are winning the title he like are the warriors in trouble and pat bev said no the warriors are winning the title that's the, the warriors and then perk was like no they're in trouble against phoenix and Pat Bev said, them boys going to run Chris Paul off the floor. What are you talking about? Yeah. Chris Paul, Chris Paul has looked the last, even though the, the, the uh, Phoenix has won, what are they won one of the last four games? Chris Paul has looked very, very old all of a sudden. Yeah. He's, I think he's had either close to, if not fewer assists than turnovers over the last, you know, handful of and games. He, and so. he's getting, and, and he's getting beat up by Luca and, mm-hmm. So they're they're I, I targeting him too. Like correct. Jalen is posting him up. Correct. Luka is posting him up. So. And they're doing the same the same thing that we saw in round one with Grand Theft Alvarado. Yeah. And Herb Jones were picking him up. They're they're letting him the off the ball is, sometimes because yeah. Dorian Finney Smith and and uh and Reggie. by the way we've we've changed his name now. He's he's decided his last name is pr- pronounced Balak. Balak instead of Bullock. But anyway, Reggie Balak, who's one of the best dudes around. Yeah. Um, he, uh, there, there have been times where Chris Paul is like, I'm not, I don't, I don't want these problems and not yep. bringing the ball up. So I yeah. wouldn't be so quick to write off the Mavs is what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not writing him off. I th- I'm just saying, I think that Golden State probably faces, um, Phoenix. But the point that I was making is that like Golden State, I think recognizes having one game's worth of rest compared to mm-hmm. whoever they face in that matchup. Because these games are taking more out of Golden State than I have seen these games taking take out of Golden State before, which I agree with that makes sense because like they're older than they were mm-hmm. before. So mm-hmm. uh, I think I think Golden State recognizes and Kerr like I think this is the value of having Steve Kerr on your sidelines. He's, although although not again tonight. 
Right, but like he's still in the organization yeah, and um, the meetings and yeah, yeah. yeah, and so like he, I think he's really going to hammer home to everybody involved in the best way that he can as a disciple of of Phil Jackson, who was really good in elimination games. His teams were really good in elimination games. They didn't play very many extra ones. Um, that like, yeah, we we have to take care of business here. Well, that's we can't fuck around um, with these guys anymore. Um, and then and, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I, I was going to say, uh, we, we talked about it a little bit in Mavs Suns um, and and how close this matchup is. I just want a close game between these two teams. Like, yeah, there ain't been one yet, yeah. The, it, and, and, and I think it, it really kind of speaks to the inexperience on both of these sides, that there is such swings with these role players home and away that we have seen. A, the home team has won in a blowout all six. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think uh, that's where I still have questions about Dallas's ability to, to win in Phoenix because we haven't seen a collective, you know, really good effort in Phoenix from, from their role players. To this Who's point. the best player on the floor, though? Well, it's, you know, far and away, it's Luca. Right. You know, far and away, it's Luca. But although, by the way, can we get like, 11 or 13 or 15 or 77 games in this year i want to watch him and devin booker (laughs) i need more of this feud i'm so i am in for this feud we need it's like the brattiest feud i've ever seen we need like 40 more games of this, (laughs) and i want them to play every night so there isn't a break where they can calm down i want the in fact you know what let's just call it let's start the series over and just have Luca and Devin Booker play one on one for seven games. <laughs> I, and by the way, like they're both, I think, roughly the same age, right? I think uh, Booker's a little older. I think Booker is twenty five, and Luca's twenty two. Well, that's cl- close enough. Yeah, like, yeah, it's you know, similar. Couple, yeah, couple yeah. years, couple years. This is the kind of rivalry that I think can extend for a little bit. Like this oh, yeah, can we be. Need this. We need uh, this. Yeah, like we like this is this is a good like appetizer to what will become, I think one of the central kind of rivalries in the sport for, and they're both kind of whiny. Yeah. So I mean, it's the brattiest. Yeah. And they're both like, whatever top, like they're both like 90th percentile shit talkers in the NBA and not even (laughs) for like quality of shit talk, just most. Yeah. Well, every time, every time they show either like what they are really, really good at, is facial expressions. Like I think every time they zoom in on either Luca or Booker, they are so good at having the perfect facial expression for that moment. Did you, you know? see uh did you see a lot of resting bitch face in this series is what did I'm saying. Did you see did I see it on Twitter or Instagram? I can't remember, but when uh when Booker got that like sort of hard foul, but not really, and like stayed down under the basket for 30 or 45 seconds. Yeah. There was somebody uh was taking video of it and uh he like looked over at the camera and winked. Yeah. And it was like <laughs> I'm doing like this is my Luca, I'm doing my Luca. <laughs> right? Cuz he was like he was staying down trying to get the foul increase to yeah. a flagrant. A flagrant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he was like he, with the name check, the Luca name check, love it. Yeah, I I I really I've I've really enjoyed the series. Just give me one close game here between these two teams. So who, so call it now. I I I've said it for three months, but call it now. Who uh who's in the final? I'm not even gonna ask you your winner. You can give it if you want, but who you got in the finals? In the finals? Yeah, because we're, we're gonna be the by the time finals? we talk again, it's the these the conference finals will be set. So oh. it'll make it easy um. then. 
I want you on record. Man, I think it's Bucks coming out of the East, and it is man. I guess Warriors coming out of the West, and I'm 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 gonna go out and buy a Bucks jersey. Okay. Do you think the Bucks beat them, or you? I'm, we know you want the Bucks to beat them, but do you think the Bucks beat them? Yeah, I, I do. I think I think Giannis presents now. If there is anybody who can challenge Giannis, I think Draymond is specifically equipped for that matchup. Uh, but I, I think that's where like a lot is going to matter. A lot of weight is going to be on whether Chris Middleton can go in in the finals, which he would have another couple weeks to be able to do. And maybe just maybe he's available. If if he's available, then I think Milwaukee wins in like six. Mm-hmm. If he's not, then I think it's a seven game coin flip type series. The war- the Warriors would have home court in that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I I don't I don't I don't disagree with that. I I agree. I think it's I think it's Warriors Bucks in the finals. Yeah. Um, I and Giannis is a bad <laughs> Giannis is a bad man. Yeah. Well, although it, that, it's that, so, although it's that, so that, similar to the to the um to the old Warriors Cavs series, where like the Warriors, I think top to bottom are the better roster, but then you look over and it's the best player in the world. Like it's <laughs> you know, and the, and I think Milwaukee is a better team than some of those Cavs teams. Um, yes, but yes. but still, like you're still although not not without Middleton, but yes, I agree. Yeah, with you. um, but you're still looking over there and you're saying like. Man, the thing I would bet on to make it competitive, or let alone Milwaukee come out and win, is Giannis just goes ballistic and wins the series by himself. Do you think uh, Andre Iguodala? Do you think Iguodala wins another Finals MVP for holding uh, Giannis to a triple double? Or <laughs> well, uh, he's he's already been ruled out. He has a neck issue. He's already been ruled out of the rest of this series. He was reevaluated. I think the Warriors suspect that he would come back for the Western Conference Finals at some point and definitely the finals at some point. But that's one to monitor. GP2, who knows? And again, Otto Porter Jr., who knows? So you mentioning uh, Phil and wanting to get your your work done and get get business over with, you're seeing it. You said these games are taking a toll on the Warriors more than you've seen. I mean, it, it is quite quite literally right physically taking a toll on it's why you'd never why i've said you'd never give playoff games away um the one thing the one thing the one reason i think the warriors would beat the bucks is because what the bucks defense is designed to do is give up threes to theoretically who you want and where you want that ain't gonna, the Warriors haven't shot. There's the ball no well. such thing as that. Is, that, is, that ain't gonna work against the Warriors. Yeah, there right? is no such thing on the Warriors as who you want to shoot a three here. No, I mean it's Draymond, but when they play lineups with, and by the way, the Warriors would have trouble there. But because, he does, he doesn't shoot them. Like he's disciplined right. enough to where if your if your if your choices are like you've seen and Tatum Tatum and Jalen Brown even have had a ton of open threes this yeah. series. They haven't made them, but Jason Tatum is a great player. Jalen Brown is a very, very, very good player. But as shooters, I mean, those guys are like Wiggins level three point shooters. Those dudes are not Steph, Clay, and, and Poole. No. And you're gonna give if you give them and you're gonna play drop with with Brooke Lopez, you're gonna give those those dudes open threes, you're in trouble. Yeah. All right. 
That's going to do it here for this episode of The Hook. This week's episode's oh, here. Oh, on... no. By the way, wait, one more thing. Just got oh, this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, DG. Well, I wanted to mention this earlier. Uh, one of my favorite dudes, Danny Green, one of the best dudes around, uh, torn ACL. Yeah, that uh, it looked brutal in the moment. And, uh, you know, everybody was just kind of holding their breath, hoping that it wouldn't be this. It turns out that's what this is. What? Uh, you know, prayers up, and I hope that he's yeah. able to recover, but there's a chance we've seen the last of Danny Green in the NBA. So that also factors into all incredible the career, though. Like if if this is if I, I don't I'm I'm not I'm not saying I'm clearly not hoping all of that stuff, but if if at 35 years old with a torn ACL that that this is the end of Danny Green's career, incredible. The fact that he went from somebody who was considered a draft bust. Um, for his time in Cleveland, once upon a time, to recreating his game and becoming he got cut. Didn't he get cut? In yeah, Cleveland? like he got cut. Yeah, one of it was a second round pick and got cut. Uh, one of one of uh, if not the kind of prototypical three and D wings, absolutely. Um, in San Antonio, helped kind of create. I would argue the most impactful type of role player that we've seen since he started playing and since he started filling that role. Um, and did it better than just about anybody else in the history of the sport did what specifically what he had to do. And I think also probably more importantly, uh, showcase to a lot of young players coming up through the NBA that you can get paid for being elite at what your team needs you to do to win. Mm -hmm. And I think as a result of that has actually made the league a better place than it was back when he was just some second rounder who was cut out of Cleveland. And he's also, he's just one of the best humans. In yeah. The he's, he's one of my favorite guys I've met in my time in the league. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sad about this one. This, this sucks. It, it really does. I really hope uh, that it isn't the end of it. I hope he gets one more opportunity to kind of retire on his terms. Um, and, and look, well, he, the he ain't does, retiring yet. He got, he got 10 million coming to him from the Sixers next year. He ain't retiring it, yet. I think it's non guaranteed. I think, no, no, he has 10 million. He has oh, 10 million. Well, good. Next year. Yeah, yeah. Good. No, he ain't retiring, but good. it also factors in all that hardened conversation that we were having earlier and the roster building stuff from, from, uh, doc and the, and the Sixers. Yeah. It factors into that because he was their only one of those guys. He's their only three. And like Matisse Tybo ain't making no jumpers. Like, yeah. He's their only one of those guys, so it factors into that. But, yeah, DG is one of my favorites. So I'm Lakers that. champion Danny Green. Right. Wish you all the best, bud. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of The Hook and this week's episodes here on the Silver Screen Roll Podcast Network. Exciting. It just I can't wait to get to this weekend of NBA basketball, playoff basketball. Oui. It's going to be great kicking off uh, only in a few hours, basically, from now. So if I talk to y'all in a pressure cooker as the Celtics season ends, I will talk to you guys then. If not, I'll talk to you on Monday. I'm and or uh, Aaron and I, you know what? Do I want to talk to you? Do I want to do game six with you? If it's a close game to avoid going back to Memphis, Ooh, that might be fun too. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hope we get a pressure cooker for the early game. Uh, so what you're saying is if it's close or the Celtics are getting blown out, we're yeah. doing pressure cooker for the early game. No, I'm not doing it if it's close between Milwaukee only if and Boston. Because I don't want to are... be on the air if Boston only forces if the Celtics a game are, Only if the Celtics yeah. are. 
and about then to lose. you want to do one if it's close if there's pressure to be cooked in yeah. Warriors Memphis exactly I hope I talked to you in the first game and not the second <laughs> that was Aaron Larsoul I'm Anthony Irwin this was The Hook <laughs>